Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by John Gady, who is the Director of Information Services at Sky Lakes Medical Center in South Central Oregon. John, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Thank you for the privilege to be here. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in the healthcare space and technology is really driving a lot of changes. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure, happy to. So I've had the privilege of working in um, healthcare for my entire working life outside of those jobs you have in high school and college and things like that and started as a medical technologist working in a small critical access hospital and doing rural medicine in Kansas. And uh, that is how my IT career started. Uh, we were pretty much on paper. This is the early 90s. And I went to my boss and said, you know, there's ways we can automate our workflows rather than handwriting. And uh, so we ended up installing a laboratory information system in that hospital and started printing our results. You remember back in the 90s, we had cumulative results on, uh, you know, printed uh, paper records. Uh, so that's where the IT career started and working in, in the laboratory and building out laboratory um, systems and then the opportunity to uh, move down to Southern California, where I worked as a clinical systems analyst and helped implement uh, electronic medical record there at a standalone um, hospital that was um, part of the city. And then from there, eventually became uh, the director, and I've been doing that now for over uh, 20 years. And so it's just a, one of those things where I, I always tell my staff, you know, um, we have a mission statement here within our IT department at Sky Lakes, and it's uh, and we save lives and we innovate and in that order. So when we get out of bed in the morning, we know we're coming to do healthcare IT. We get the joy and the privilege of making a difference in people's lives. It's not about bits and bytes and computers, but about, you know, people process and technology, bringing those together so we um, enable our caregivers, providers, physician, nurses, respiratory therapists, medical technologists, rad techs, you name it, across the organization, tools that they can take better care of patients. And that really drives what we're doing. It's, it's driven me personally as well and being passionate about healthcare IT and knowing that we can make a, such a difference in patients' lives. And then I get to do that in a setting, um, Klamath Falls, Oregon, 4,300 feet. It's, it's dry. We get four seasons, lakes, trees, sunshine, absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Uh, wonderful community and, and people, and we are a standalone not-for-profit hospital. Uh, we're uh, licensed at 176 beds. We staff about at 101 beds. Like everyone else through the whole COVID crisis, we experienced those higher censuses and challenges uh, that that brought. Um, but I, when I look at our, our organization and the people and just to see the resiliency of of the team here at Sky Lakes has been a wonderful place to, to work in and to live in and to make a difference in our community. 
Fantastic. I love that. And, and certainly, you know, what you do is so important to uh, making sure that you provide healthcare services to the community um, and, and are really doing that in a way they can relate to efficiently, effectively. Um, I know technology touches so many aspects of healthcare right now. So given your perspective, what are the opportunities that you're most excited about as well as the headwinds you have your eye on right now? So I would say some of the um, opportunities that we're most excited about um, really center around Sky Lakes. I have to say, unfortunately, we were hit with uh, a ransomware attack in October of 2020. And having lived through that and gone through that, I'll just say one of the areas that is important to us is security. So we've really, uh, having gone through that, security first, right? So everything we're doing and it's, it's pretty amazing to me to watch what's happening in the landscape now. We're reading about the ransomware 3.0, right? So the bad actors have gone through 1.0, 2.0. They're different flavors. Now they're wiping out um, operating systems other than Windows. Very much of a problem. So an opportunity is continuing to grow our, our footprint around security and what we're doing to keep the organization safe and keeping our systems available, highly reliable, uh, so that we can take the best care of our community. Because we did experience a 23-day outage and the impact to patient care. When, when you've been doing healthcare IT and you've been running on an EMR for 18 years in the hospital and you shut that all down for 23 days and every system's offline, you real quickly understand why we make these investments in IT and, and the patient safety features of some of the technologies that we implement and the importance of that. So we live that and learn that firsthand. So for us, um, internally, that's an area that we're, we're really focused on and, and growing. Then I'd say another area is the whole patient engagement. Sky Lakes is, we're, we're in South Central Oregon, and you have to drive about 100 miles in any direction, north, southeast, or west, to get healthcare. And we're pretty much a sole provider of healthcare for our community. So it's really important um, that we're providing systems that again are available and really engaging patients in new ways. So I think we're at a, we're seeing, um, especially coming through the pandemic, we're, we're seeing kind of a pivot where the patient engagement side of technologies is becoming more and more important. And I know, you know, just across the country, health, health systems are just at a whole spectrum on how they're engaging patients, uh, the questionnaires before, self-check-in, all of those kind of things. And for our community, again, it's a, a really a, a, a rural area, farming, ranching uh, community. Um, these are areas that we're, we're just now diving into and um, expanding services around. So it's kind of exciting to see the growth in that area and the, the benefit um, in, that we'll receive as an organization. So as an example of that, just the efficiency of a patient having the opportunity to, prior to that appointment, right, fill out that questionnaire and provide information, really allowing um, efficiency in their visit. So when they see the provider, they've got a, a set of data that's already there coming directly in the words of the patient and the response of the patient. So I see that as pretty exciting and uh, we're going through that process right now. That's amazing to hear. And, you know, from your perspective, and you talked a little bit about what the community looks like, have they been pretty 
adaptable to some of these new changes, the new ways to uh, digitally connect and um, engage with the, their healthcare. And, and when you are making some of these updates around patient engagement, how much do you think about um, the, the demographics and, and where the overall population is headed within the community? Yeah, I would say, again, we're, we're similar to, you know, use cases. You might have some um, differences between more urban areas versus more rural areas. But the fact of the matter is uh, you put a cell phone in, in the hand of any uh, young teenager or child, for that matter, and they figure it out very quickly, right? And so it's been interesting to see. I think we've, um, again, through the virtual visits that we did through telehealth, right, during the pandemic, People really grabbed onto it um, and embraced it, but I would say it, it's use cases, right? So there's there's some use cases where there's more of an uptick and uptake of of um, where technologies where it um, makes sense, and then you know there's nothing that can quite replace the um, that face-to-face conversation with providers as well, right? And so I would say we we'd be like most communities, we have kind of a mix. Of, of all of that, where we have higher adoption in some areas and, and not so much adoption in others. But I'll just tell you, our, for those, you know, many, many people are running Epic MyChart, our uptake in that area has been um, just skyrocketing and, and growing very rapidly. Again, as we make more information available to the patient in a real matter through um, MyChart, very, very helpful. I want to um, back onto a question you asked a little bit earlier, and, and it's around what opportunity opportunities and headwinds um, you mentioned. So I want to talk about some of the headwinds now and challenges uh, that we're facing. And I, I would say coming out of the pandemic, and for us personally as an organization, coming out of a ransomware attack, then coming out of where our uh, um, HR system also had a malware attack and going through that, coming out of all of those things, and then experience something, uh, some growth in the organization. There's been kind of this convergence for IT, and, and it really centers around staffing. So I, I would say the number one challenge that we're facing right now is, is workload and prioritization. So it seems like, um, I was mentioning this to you earlier, it seems like to me that for whatever reason, we've always been busy in healthcare IT. But it sure seems like uh, the workload is higher now than ever. And I, it seems to have something to do with the fact that as people process and technology, right, and almost every process and everything we're doing in healthcare now involves IT. We just opened up a new pharmacy in town to expand services for our community with the drive-through. Um, and again, the level of effort, right, to set up all the IT and the infrastructure uh, for those services, you name it. We're, we're uh, building out a exciting here for us at the hospital. Uh, our cafeteria is going through a major uplift. Um, staff in the community will be able to enjoy just a nice, refreshed place to get food and relax. And But we're also the technology and the point-of-sale system and the ability to you know order from your phone and have a meal ready to come down and pick up, giving some of those those features and that technology, again, technology is all entwined. So what it's done is we seem to have more work than we can do in the, the time of day and the number of people and resources. So figuring out ways to balance for our staff and our team is really a focus for us. How do we balance 
the needs of the organization, family, uh, personal time, all of those kind of things. So I, I would say that for us is the number one headwind in making sure we take care of our people and making sure that our people um, have the tools they need to be successful in delivering for the organization. And then just balancing that um, with the number of hours in a day and life um, outside of our work at the hospital so we can um, recharge. So really focusing on employee well-being is what I'm seeing right now is probably the number one area of focus and um, working with the organization to balance prioritization and workloads. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really fascinating to um, think through how you can troubleshoot and have that right balance and, and leverage technology and automation and all of that to help where possible with some of those um, staffing and workforce issues and shortages and, and fill some of those holes. I know it's there's no one real easy answer, but certainly, um, as you mentioned, having that balance and trying to figure out how you can um you know, make sure that you are able to offer the healthcare services needed while also not burning out your staff and, and team and making sure that wellness is top priority is also so important. And, you know, with that in mind, as well as the, the cybersecurity areas that you talked about earlier, how are you thinking about growth and adding value to Skylakes overall? What does that look like for you and, and where do you see that headed? Yeah, so for growth and adding value, I, I would say first and foremost is delivering highly reliable and available systems, right? So I feel like we just have this responsibility to our community, to the organization, and doing everything we can. And, and so for the organization to grow, and even within IT, is taking the systems that we've made investments in over the years and making sure that those systems are available and up, right? Minimizing outages and, and downtime. So I think um, to enable the growth, to enable where we want additional technologies that we want to come in, paying attention to infrastructure. So this comes back to product lifecycle development, right? As we bring systems in, and, and that's one of the areas where now with the cloud and having software as a service, that some of those, some of that product lifecycle work can be uplifted, right? And, and, and some of that burden can, can be taken off of the local teams and the on-prem traditional services that we've provided, but, but making sure that those systems are available and functioning, um, I think is critical to enabling the growth, both from an IT perspective, but also from a strategic perspective for the uh, organization itself. And then I would say also, Enabling growth happens when we have a culture, a, a leadership principles and a culture within IT of where, where our teams understand the why. And I, I alluded to this earlier, but understanding that when, when we're providing IT services to the organization, um, it's not just about standing up a computer or a server or an offering of software but every one of those becomes tools to the patient. Every one of those becomes a direct path to patient care. So really sustaining growth and sustaining our workforce through having a culture where we say we value people and we value what the work we're doing because it's focused on patient care. And then I would say finally around growth and adding value, I, I think data is an area 
uh, we, we could have a whole conversation about um, AI, but from my perspective um, and where we're at in our maturity level as an organization, it's really now um, getting to the point where we're taking our you know, core systems, our ERP, so finance, supply chain, um, your um, HR systems, people management, taking those pieces, taking your electronic medical record and all the data on the clinical side and be able to bring some of that together in terms of how we're going to manage people, how we're going to manage workforce, um, what we're doing uh, around um, our, our care and the value of that care and having access to real-time data. So in our journey at Sky Lakes, we're at a point where that's really, a, a, for us, that's where we're focused on, I'd say in the near term and, and for around growth is around data and analytics. And then not just data and analytics in silos, but data and analytics across the multiple systems that we have within our hospital environment. I love that. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really um, an important aspect of any healthcare today, looking at what the data can tell you, how to leverage and use the data, getting it in front of the right person um, so that they can make good decisions for the organization as well as healthcare delivery with their patients. And so I think, you know, really that kind of data management AI is, is very um, front and center in the conversation on healthcare today, but also, you know, very new. And so when you, uh, you know, look through um, an organization like Sky Lakes, uh, what does it take in order to acquire some of the data platforms and technologies and make sure you're doing it in a way that is helpful for the organization, but at the same time, um, you know, getting the information to the right person and uh, understanding some of the resource limitations that you might have as a smaller hospital? Yeah, so it's interesting you asked that question. I think everything you said is completely relevant because we're right there. We're ex literally in that process of recognizing that we have tools within our subset of applications, but we're at a point where we need a tool that spans across the applications, right? So we're in the market right now, investigating, looking at the tools that are available. And key here is efficiency, having the ability to have systems that help us build out data models that bring value that we can um, query against and pull up analytics that that um, bring value to so we can make good decisions. But behind that is the whole world of the data governance process, right? So that's another area we're investing in and focused on is putting in a solid data governance process. Because as we know, um, bad data in is bad data out, right? And good data in is good data out. So there's a whole lot of work, very robust work that has to go around looking at our workflows and making sure that we're capturing the data that we need to capture, that it's available, right? That it's mineable, that we can um, pull it together and then make it av available to the right people at the right time. So we're actually in that process right now. And then you have to, as you alluded to there, you have to balance that within your human capital, your resourcing, the people side of it, and then budgets, right? Um, what kind of investment? Because when you start talking about a data lake and analytic systems, um, there's right there in itself, right? That could be multiple um, people, uh, a whole bunch of money spent around um, the technologies to make that work. 
So we're in that process right now, and we're evaluating all those things, right? The, the, what kind of people resources is it going to take to stand up this platform, to use this platform, to get the data available? What kind of resourcing is it going to take around the data governance process, making sure that we're capturing what we need to capture when it comes to the input of data within the electronic medical record or our HR system or supply chain system. So we're in that stage right now of building it out and doing that, doing that work. And one of the ways we're attacking this is we're doing it across the organization. So we're, we're, we've pulled together a multidisciplinary team um, from the operations side, IT, leadership, working together to formulate that solution and uh, move this forward. Unfortunately, for us at Sky Lakes, we, we recently had a change in our senior leadership, and we've uh, brought in some vice presidents that really have a passion for this area and get the value of it. So having that support from the senior team to say, hey, we, this is a priority for the organization, and we're going to support this process, that makes all the difference in the world as well. Absolutely critical. And, and I can imagine, you know, it makes you really feel like uh, you're in a, a space where you can have the resources that you need in order to do something that's truly impactful. And, um, you know, along those lines, I, I think when you look at resource allocation, what do you think is one area where it's still important to make investments or a risk that's worth taking this year, given the limited resources that most organizations have? Yeah, so I... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to um, go back to something we we said earlier, but uh, um, investing in people. So I would say it's our it's our people because if we don't have that, we're not going to get any anything else. And so uh, going back to, uh, in fact, I had this conversation with my boss yesterday around resourcing. So looking at the number of applications we have in the hospital. Um, so, so the risk I think that we need to take as an organization is saying, let's make sure we're right-sizing um, the resources around um, IT so we can be successful. It's one thing to implement a product, uh, a software, bring it into the health system, and it's another to maintain it, keep it upgraded, keep all the security patches, uh, all of that work that happens around it. So I would say that uh, it, it's making sure that we have the right set of resources so we can be successful. We have some very good systems within the hospital. We have some wonderful vendor partnerships um, at the hospital that we experienced through the ransomware attack. Just incredible people stepping up. And, and so, but now how do we grow and mature these systems? And, and the risk, and the reason I say it's a risk is we're trying to balance that right at a time when the hospital is having some coming out of COVID and coming out of the time where the, the funding that was supporting healthcare systems through, through COVID is, is really coming to an end. So making sure our travel agency costs, right, and, and expenses uh, compare with the revenue that's, that's coming in and, and balancing that. So, so the risk, I think, that we need to take as an organization is making some investments in the right people so that we have the resources so that we can sustain the technologies that we have in the hospital. 
happening. That's such a great point. And definitely, you know, uh, it seems like finance 101, but easier said than done in terms of, um, you know, keeping your costs low and, and um, bringing in revenue as much as possible today. I know um, there's just so many challenges in, in, in so many, um, you know, areas where inflation or, or other things that are, are really uh, make it challenging to to get that equation to work for hospitals and health systems right now. So I appreciate you kind of talking through that and, and definitely, um, you know, that the culture uh, within the hospital and health system um, is just so needed these days. So before we wrap up our conversation, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about where you see the best opportunities for yourself and in, in, in growing in the future and the teams that you work with. That's a that's a great question. Um, I would say, again, I, for for us and our organization and um, my my colleagues and staff that I have the privilege of working with here, I'd say there, there's two areas. Uh, one is we've talked about is around analytics and data. I think is going to be critical for our hospital going forward. And and secondly, uh, is uh, our infrastructure making investments in our, our infrastructure. So growth for us internally as a team, we're building out a secondary data center. Our size hospital, that's not something we've had. We've had um, a data center where we have things in pairs, right? But we don't have a true redundant business continuity platform and we're building that out. So building out our infrastructure, upgrading our core switches so we can go into this next uh, cycle of, of care and and I'll just mention this, really growing the platforms we're using around nursing. And so to do that, moving to, you know, to handheld devices at the bedside, um, Epic's got products around that, Rover. Uh, to, but to do that, we've got to have the wireless infrastructure, right? And you've got to have the switching infrastructure, uh, not having end-of-life switches and, and all that infrastructure. So for us personally, um, we're focused on on, on uh, reestablishing our foundation and reestablishing the foundation on our infrastructure so that we can take on uh, the additional work in, in the next strategic steps in terms of helping a nurse do the work they're doing at the bedside better, giving them tools that help them um, be successful and ease some of that burden that's sitting on them. So we're motivated to do that and really driven to do that and focused in that area right now. Absolutely. That's so important. Just getting that infrastructure down, um, just fascinating to hear. And, you know, uh, for the conversations that you have with your team, is that pretty, um, you know, are, are people pretty excited about doing this? How do you make sure they're motivated around uh, some of the, the nuts and bolts things that are important and getting the platforms together, the infrastructure switches and, and really understanding what potential it has for the future? Yeah, so right now um, to directly answer that question it's resourcing right it's so i'll just tell you our, our team is feeling the weight of all this and i mentioned it earlier product life cycle development having to re-establish re foundation right our equipment's coming to the point that it needs to be changed out so that's a, a, another opportunity for us to um, really make a difference and, and on the other side of the coin there's the excitement around it right recognizing the kind of speeds we're going to get the kind of um, technology the kind of efficiencies that some of the new switching technologies provide so 
some motivation around it is knowing where we're going and knowing the, the value we're going to bring to the organization. The challenge around it is, okay, how do we do this work with everything else we're doing? And so that goes back to the prioritization conversation and the resourcing conversation. So, and in our case, it was having a conversation with our CFO saying, look, if we really want to do this and we want to do it well, we need to consider what will it take from a resourcing perspective to make this happen. So having a very good conversation. And so, of course, um, part of that process is benchmarking, right? Comparing ourselves to other healthcare organizations of our size and figuring out what makes sense from, from a resourcing perspective. The reason I bring that up is because um, there's hope in that, hope knowing that if we can, um, you know, add an additional resource that can come alongside us to help us uh, renew our infrastructure, uh, there, there's value in that. And, and our team is at a point where um, knowing that we're going to need to, and then the organization understanding that, and the organization willing to make that investment, that really helps drive and motivates people uh, to, to do the kind of work that we're doing. I love it. John, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way. Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.